Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabris. That's Arthur crushing that Nyla bone. Also joining me in the High and Mighty studios, the birthday boy himself, well, the birthday boys, number one birthday boy. How did I not say that? Paul Shear, guys. What up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> what up? <laughs> Still works, man. Still good. <laughs> I will tell you, um, so I'm on the show Black Monday right now. And get my plugs out right, right away. Yeah, we uh, always we yeah, do it different here. Get them first. First out. <laughs> uh, so the first episode of the show that we're doing after we got picked up was directed by this guy. I'm like, man, you look so familiar. How do I know you? He's like, I was the uh, what's up guy. And I was like, really? He's like, what's up? And I was like, oh, what's up? And he now was, he's a TV director? He directed uh, Uncle Drew, that movie. Oh, shit, yeah. the basketball yeah, movie? Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking so, awesome. <laughs> but it was so funny to be like, how do I know this guy? It's crazy where people end up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, it was a lovely guy, but he was, I was like, uh, he, I was like, man, that must have been crazy. Like, I remember where I was when the first commercial aired. It was a New York Nick game. 7.37 p.m. Like, he had, like, walked it through, like, almost like the moon landing. Oh, and like, yeah. And then the I'm sure world he's been changed. asked about this. I'm sure he has, like, an oral history of Budweiser commercials that he's been interviewed Where for. Where were you when your first commercial catchphrase <laughs> catched on, John? Did you ever have a commercial catchphrase? I had never had a good commercial. I was edited out of a Jell-O commercial that ended up being, like, the most fruitful thing I've ever, like, the most financially viable day of work I've ever had. And I didn't even end up in the final product. I was called the night before before um uh before commercial shot and they're like paul you got the part and i'm like what part and like you auditioned for it and i was like i don't remember auditioning for it but i was like young and dumb and i was in new york i was like yeah i got the part and basically they just brought me in to be like an extra but i thought like i had gotten something so the whole morning i'm like where do i go and they're like, just over here and this group of people i'm like all right all right and so it was like a commercial for like Honey Bunch of the Oats, and it was like a support group of people who love Honey Bunches of Oats, and we're all in this fucking circle, and I'm sitting next to the lead guy, the guy who actually got the part, and like he's like, I'm addicted to Honey Bunches of Oats, and we're all like, I'm addicted to Honey, and I started saying it out loud, and the director comes over, and he's like, hey, can you not... um." Can you not say anything out loud? Because we didn't pay you to say anything out loud. I was like, and I was like, oh, okay. The harsh reality of the business is landing right on your lap. There. And I'm like, oh no. And then we do it again. And I'm just moving my mouth, like just saying those words, but not saying anything. And then he's like, come here. Let's put you over here. And then literally put me right in front of the camera. So back of just my head. Yeah. So it was like just back of my head in this honey bunches of oats commercial. It was it was a gut-wrenching day going from like, I made it. I got this part of a thing I didn't even audition for. And then being yeah. fooled by doing extra work is uh, a like a round everyone has to do in entertainment, and some people oh, yeah. accidentally end up doing it for ten years or oh. purposefully, but they every one of them is still fooled. No, it's like because you have to like you have to equate yourself. You're like, I'm doing something here. Like one of the first gigs I got that I was so excited about was 
It was like USA had this diner, and like you, everyone was sitting around in a diner, and they would just play old people's court episodes. And then the host would like walk around, and be like, "What did you think of that episode?" But you were, <laughs> but the chance that they come over to you was so small. But you'd sit there from like nine to like one because it was airing like live. It was like live interstitials, <laughs> and you got like a hundred dollars, yes. eighty dollars. I was the day. like, I was like, Dad, you got to watch USA today. <laughs> you got to watch it. Like, uh, I, like just to be like the wraparounds of fucking people's court. Oh, uh, I remember the so day. Psyched. The day of trolling like going through craigslist to find acting jobs oh, where you're like wow i didn't oh, do that four hundred dollars for a video and then you don't even know where it's gonna air oh. but you're like dressed as a wrestler screaming oh wait, wait did you do that thing with me where we got dressed as wrestlers and carnegie hall no i did something with and bobby moynihan was there but okay. it was way uh, also a january 31st yeah. guy yeah um it was way early in my career, quote unquote. I think I was even PAing at VH1 oh, at the time, okay. and I went to there on a Saturday, and we shot a weird thing that was supposed to be like video game load screens for like a fake, and I had no idea what it was, but all I knew I was getting like two hundred and fifty dollars. Oh, I got paid. This is a big money gig. I got paid a thousand dollars to dress as a wrestler. I didn't know what it was, and basically. It was for the CBS upfront presentation. So every year, uh, you know, the networks go and they kind of woo all the advertisers and they're at Carnegie Hall. So Carnegie Hall, <laughs> we're all dressed like idiots, like me <laughs> and a bunch of people that you know. I think Riggle and, and Billy Merritt and Les Moonves is on stage, president of the he's like, he's like, we got more than just- I just recently became a huge fan of his. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a cool guy. The I more mean, I hear about the guy, the more I respect like, him. Like, had a lot of different jobs for different types of people. Classy dude. Uh, so, like, Les Moonves is on stage. He's like, because I guess UPN was doing wrestling at this point, and UPN as a network doesn't even exist anymore. He's like, we're more than just wrestling and then we all came out on stage like, hey, hey, come on. For like, and they like as we were saying that they ushered us off stage on stage for 25 seconds. But standing all day in a weird ass costume. But yeah, but no, it was the best gig. It was just that thousand bucks, whatever it was, to walk across stage for 25 seconds. And that was I would it. take was, that now. Oh, I would, I would do, do that, that right in a heartbeat. Now. Yeah, that's the best, especially if it's not filmed. And you're oh. like, oh, there's no way this can come back and bite me in the end. Yeah, no, it's like no one oh. will ever see this. It's great. Done so many shitty jobs like that. Well, Paul, I've been wanting to have yes. you on High and Mighty forever because we have a lot of uh, weird things in common. We've yes, uh, we're both from Long Island, which yes. is like ten episodes of this podcast are about Long Island. <laughs> we both. Uh, enjoy watching good and bad movies to yes. the degree where we've monetized it or I at least so, turned yeah. a hobby into a career, <laughs> maybe potentially ruining watching movies for ourselves. It really uh, does. It's hard. Like, but don't you find that now watching like a good, like, I don't know, there's certain things about like, good movies that feel so great to me. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, um, or I guess I should say a mediocre movie is kind of great because I'm used to seeing such shitty movies. <laughs> oh, that's so, I kind of, it does feel that way when you get to watch a movie that you're not watching for yeah. work where you're like, oh, I'm just going to put on this movie and enjoy it. Well, it's been fun. I've been doing this other podcast where we watch good movies called Unspooled and it's been like all these amazing movies we've watched like on one, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest and Schindler's List. Is it like the 100 best AFIs? Yes, the, and it's an interesting list. It's like the, the 100 best movies of all time and there's no female directors on it, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, and the, the ordering of it is bizarre. But for the most part, they're all like, amazing films. And it is weird because my instinct when I'm watching a movie and taking notes is like, what the, what the fuck is that? Especially if you're like coming from a comedy standpoint, you're like, I'm ready to roast Gone yeah. with the Wind. And then you're like, can I? I know. I just <laughs> sit there like, like there'll be a, a week where I'll be watching like, you know, cellular with like Jason Statham <laughs> and then going to like Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven. My mind's like, no, stop this. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're in Unspooled, like yeah. shit talking. She's like, that didn't happen. That's this. not That's a thing. That's Crank 2 you're thinking of. <laughs> um, also, we're both yes. January 31st people. And this is our yes. birthday today. Yes, this is amazing. It's our birthday today. Uh, and what better way to celebrate a birthday than with doing a podcast? Doing my job, <laughs> me doing my job, you doing a favor for someone else's job. Yeah, well, I will say this. Why do you celebrate your birthday? Because I think it's like we get, we're in this zone, we're older, right? We're not like, you know, so it's like the idea of like going out and getting wasted is not like high on my list. Like, I don't want to like go out and get fucked up. Yeah, on my I birthday. only accidentally get fucked up these days. Like, where I'm just yeah. like, I guess I had five drinks last night or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I like, I did it. Like, I did something at one point. I was like, oh, I'm like kind of gone right now. And I was like, <laughs> but it's so rare. It almost like I almost like dosed myself. Uh, yeah. Well, so, what, so my, my birthday traditions more or less is like, 
the weekend before or after the birthday, we have trouble because usually the birthday, the weekend yes. after our birthday is the Super Bowl. Which is what it's doing this year. Yes. Yeah. So you so kind of got to do the one before, which is the Pro Bowl weekend. So you get. Yeah, the, it's a little tricky because we're, yeah, it's a 31st is a, is a good one because far enough away from Christmas, which is great. Yeah. But we're fucked by the Super Bowl. It is. It, and, and you like, I've always been like, no one wants to party on the Saturday night before a Super Bowl, no. at least when you were younger. Now that I'm in like my late 30s, Although last year for my birthday, I did rent a, a charter to bus and took 50 friends to go. Uh, well, they paid for their tickets and bus, yeah. but we went, took 50 people to go watch USA play Argentina in rugby down in Carson, California. Well, that's that actually happened to great. work out amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. But I, I think it's like, it's hard to figure out what to do on your birthday because you want to like treat yourself well. Right. You also want to like, I like to take the day off. I'm a big believer in taking the day off on my birthday this is technically on off i'm off now but i'm like i don't want to do anything right right like you're saying like you won't even schedule something for january 31st during the day if you're yeah, on hiatus i'm like or, i'm yeah. like that i'm just if like, you have yeah. to work if our i business, have to work yeah. yes yeah exactly if i have to work you have to work but if i can have any control over it it's like no it's like a it's like a free day you should yeah you should be able to sleep in yeah uh, uh maybe get a little help with uh i'm not a parent but you are yeah. so i'm imagining like well yeah like it's like how do you yeah you like i mean yeah my wife takes care of me on my birthday. I take care of her on her That's birthday. That's how we do it in our, yeah. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's the right way to do it. My wife did one thing that was really awesome one time. Uh, she got me breakfast in bed from a chef that came to our house and made breakfast and then like by the time i woke up it was all ready to go with all my favorite stuff and oh that's was, so cool it was a great it was you know use that you can take use that because <laughs> it's a good thing to do because it's like a, such a surprise because you're not even leaving your house and you're in bed and it was like that's like my the I dream idea of a birthday gift for me oh. i don't have to leave my house oh and like, yeah. yeah you just like kind of get up nice and casually and like uh it was, it was so it was uh, so good and we uh me and tiff do dinner on the nights of our birthdays if it's not the weekend oh that's good and uh uh, birthday person gets to choose so oh, that she okay. usually chooses some like expensive restaurant we've been talking about going to got it and i usually make her go to a place that she would always like poo poo for a date night that, that you see that's a smart way to go like i was so excited uh, there's a place out here called um saved by the max and it's yes. a saved by the bell restaurant <laughs> I've right? Been there. Yeah, right of right. course <laughs> so they're opening up a new version of it it's like the malibu sands version oh, of it right <laughs> and i'm like i was trying to get i was like june you want to come i got like a, an invite to go to like vip opening night kind of thing and she'd never gone and she i think she would like it and she's like no, absolutely not. And I was like, uh, as well, like, you know, it's so hard because like some of the nerdy shit that I really like to do, my wife, June, will does not want to do it at yeah. all. But she, I, I gather based on what I know from yeah. knowing your wife and because Tiff's kind of similar, she's also not like, don't do that. She's just like, I'm not right. doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, you do whatever you want to do. Um, like I've been really into like immersive theater stuff and like VR stuff. Oh Jesus. Like, of oh, course. I'm in it. I'm in it. I got a VR set of home. All right. Let me tell you about this. Let me, tell me if you think this is at all interesting. If you don't like it, you could be like, no, that's not my Okay. Theme. So I did this immersive theater thing. It was downtown. You go in and you're transported to this like, club in paris right and you sit down they kind of explain the rules to you and then you get to walk and explore whatever you want to do it's like a video game so there's all these actors out there and you can interact with them talk with them and if you engage them and open them up to talk about one thing they'll send you on an adventure so i did it twice one time i was about i was trying to find a secret treasure and the other time i was getting involved in this secret society where this guy was like a devil worshiper who was running the entire club but I'm in there with eight other people who were also on eight different tracks. And then in, then we all meet up. But like, so at one point, like I had to poison someone. Like someone came over to me, like give this to, to an actor, not like ever. And give it slip in their drink. So there was a moment where I had to go over, pour the poison into their drink. They drink it and they die. Now, if I don't do that, they live on for the rest of the night. Uh, if I do do it, you, you take die, them out that of the game. the step. And, oh, it, it's like, I mean, and I was like, I love that. You've got me. Yeah, I, 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 that sounds super appealing to me because I fucking it sounds. It feels like a role playing game. Yeah, it feels like yeah, RPGs in real life. Yeah. Yes, and like, and it's not like it's like there's a level of artiness to it, but it's also like it's just kind of fun to just be like, oh, it's a way of like playing or just coming like, from like improv world too. I think really helps you with that because you're like we're used to like silly theater games. We don't do it anymore as part no. of our shows, but I still yes. have it in my bones where I'm like, I'm not. I'll fucking walk around like a giraffe or whatever. Well, yeah, and, and like, and I'm in there, and I'm like, and I have to interact with these people, and I have to get information from them, and you yeah, because it's part of like I'm trying to get my journey, but also I'm not fully committed to it. I'm like. 
Oh, okay. So how are you doing this? <laughs> like you know, like, I, like cause I don't like I don't know why I don't want to like fully commit to being like yes, doctor. We must go into that room. Uh, I know it's funny because I, I I would be amazing to like run into you in one of these things and you have like an eye patch and like a tuxedo <laughs> on and I'm like Paul you're like you must no. think of you must be thinking of my nephew <laughs> I'm Reginald it, it's like it's just like a fu- I mean I think I'm always trying to find like those other things that are fun like I've done I've done the escape rooms escape rooms are fun and I, fine. I love puzzles I've never even yeah. done an escape room though see I would like that's the thing that June won't go with me in escape rooms are super fun if you like puzzles it's just that you're living in a puzzle. That's right, all you exactly. are. Exactly. And there's like June thinks that she's gonna be like kidnapped or tortured and these things. Like there's a dude standing there who's like uh, getting warmer, uh, cold. Like you know, yeah. basically like if it- Tiff. Same way she goes. It's the best place to have you killed. And it's like, what? Okay. It's not. It's yeah. not. Um, but you know what I think when I've gone in those escape rooms, like you know, you'll be in a room like like where there's a couch and a table and stuff, and they have to like let you know like ten times like. Don't rip the cushions apart on the couch. Like, don't try. To, there's no clue hidden in the stuffing of the. Clearly, cushion. they had like one dude who opened up a pocket knife. Was like, it's got to be in the yeah, cushions. Exactly. It just immediately starts. Cutting. Like, and they're like people like <laughs> popping through the roof. It's like guys, like this, you understand this is just a thing. It's not real. Like that's where the improv background comes into play, though, because then you're like, I'm assuming I know the rules of this. Yes, and yeah. there's no way the answer is smash the sheetrock because they yeah. have another escape <laughs> right. room starting a half hour yeah, after this, this thing one. cost me thirty dollars. They're not <laughs> <Yeah>. like. <laughs> This is not a high-end experience. This is not like, you know. You're like, I think we're supposed to kill this person. <laughs> Choke out the monitor. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we also do a similar thing about dinners and stuff like that. We get, like, a dinner. Um, but, I like, I'm always trying to figure out, like, I always want to make my birthday, like, kind of, not epic, but just special. Right. Like, you just give myself, like, like last year, June was working all day. Um, I had nothing to do. So I went to like Disneyland and I was like, I'm just going to Disneyland for my birthday. Cause they have those like passes, like those year passes. I was like, and I went and had like a nice lunch. There's like a fancy place there. And I was like, had a nice lunch with like a martini. I was like, all right. <laughs> and I told June, I'm like, she's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at Disneyland. She's like, that's weird. That's sad. And I'm like, it's not like, and maybe she was right. I just like, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, but like, I think I'm always just trying to f- like, make it feel something yeah more. that's what i i kind of want i always like i used to just throw like a party then i was doing like i did and when i lived in brooklyn i did a beer tasting for my birthday everyone oh, nice. brings different beers and then there's like categories and i have like oh, great. friends are arbitrarily the judges um and then like a couple years ago i did uh the rugby thing and then this year we went to smorgasburg downtown oh was that fun like, yeah it's awesome like reserved a couple of tables and just ate food all day long yeah but i always want to do and this is like, uh, I guess, a humble brag in a way, but I think you're going to test this. Because we have, I mean, you have even more than me, and this is another thing I want to talk to you about. Because you have 10 jobs, like, if you want to invite, Wait. like, your buds to, like, a show, uh, yeah. you have to go from, you have to, I have to be, like, seven people, especially if you're married yeah. and been married a long time, you have spouses, friends, oh, and stuff. Oh, there's a lot. So you, I either can only have four people for my birthday, or, it ha- like, if I'm like, all right, well, that's- if I'm inviting Anthony King, I got to invite these 10 well, people. And, that, yeah, and, that, yeah. and that's what I fall into all the time. Like, like uh, I had a birthday party for my 40th, and- I was like, it's not easy for me to like knock down this list because if it's going wide, it's got to go a little bit wider than I would want it to because I don't want to feel like make people feel badly. Like, and, and the people that you would make feel badly are people that you wouldn't even, you wouldn't be mad if they did show up to your no, party. It's no, just I like, I, just, the, I can't have 80. I can yeah, only have 60. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a tricky thing. So I wind up now doing a lot more smaller events. Like for example, this weekend for the Super Bowl, we're having people over our house and what we're doing for it is only parents with kids. So, oh, of course, that's what parents are. Uh, but we're, but so no it's only, pr- people pretending to be parents. Yeah, no people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, wait, wait, like, I guess what we've felt is like we've gone to a couple of Super Bowl parties and it's fun. We bring our kids, we like, bring your kids. It's not fun for them. It, they, like, they're not really wanted because it's not like a kid party. So we're like, hey, we know a bunch of parents that are in this boat that kind of want to like go to a Super Bowl party, but also, don't want to go to like the one where there's no kid, you know. It's yeah, like, you so, don't want your kid to be the one that's talking during commercials. Exa- you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right or, now, you don't want them to be the only one. If you're ex- at a party where everyone's like, we're fine. And yeah. also, it's like it helps you relax too because if you are, if you're at a party with other kids, it means other people are watching your kid too. Like you're all sharing it's the like duty. A collective village kind of situation. yeah. So like, and also yeah, you're, there's that instinct too where you're like. If your kid makes a mess or is loud or whatever, it's yeah. like everyone else is like, dude, we're parents too. It's it, fine. And yeah. so like this, so our Super Bowl party is like eight 
adults like so it's like four you know like four four parents i'm like oh this is great like it's a great like so it's like just finding like those weird things so it's like no one's gonna get upset if they're not invited because they were they were right. there you know like there's a rule also choosing the super bowl thing is a very good thing too because people often have plans too yes. so you can get out of the loophole of like i just assumed you had plans you know? yeah exactly Oh, that's a fun one. Yeah, so I'm trying. I mean, that like that will just be that's like that's like fun- my idea of like what I want to do for my birthday is like have a weird like the other. I was talking about having like these two chefs I know that do like weed infused cooking. Mm-hmm. I was like, I wonder how much it would cost to have them come over my house and make a bunch of dumplings or something. Yeah, like right. That, and then host people at, at at a party at my house. And I'm then, all I was like, about that's that. what it is now. Yeah, I kind of like the idea of like what you're saying is experiences. Like, can you go somewhere? Can you do something? Can you just like like. Just, I mean, and I, I, I just think that that's like, I think when that first started kicking in for me is when people would start having birthday dinners and be like, I'm taking you out for my birthday. Like, so here's like 10 people. We're all going to the steak restaurant. I'm buying it because it's my birthday. And it's like, oh, that's a cool way of doing things. Hell it's yeah. Like, that's why I, I I love the whole like, I'm don't worry, guys. I'm bringing a bunch of yeah. tequila. I'm making the drinks for us, but it's my birthday. Let's do blah. Yeah. yeah I think that that's like, I, I'm all, I'm all on board on that. Do you guys get gifts for each other? still um yes we do uh do you we my birthday is close to christmas and yeah. so is tiff's is like before christmas june's so, is january 4th and i'm january 31st uh, christmas. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. yeah so it is like that weird situation where we're like uh we should get each other birthday get not get each other birthday gifts but get each other christmas gifts or flip it you we, know yeah we've done something where i always like here's my rule of thumb i always get my wife a gift because whenever it is a like we're not supposed to. I like, I I don't ever know. I never know. I, I got ne- I got pinged this year hard. Oh, you see, she got me a Christmas. She got me Gucci flip flops, which is Whoa, a fucking dope yeah. ass gift. And she literally she said, if you're gonna be outside smoking weed and flip flops all day, they should at least be Gucci flip flops. Oh, like, oh, thank I love you. It. But I was like, I thought we weren't getting each other gifts, and she's like. We never said that. And I was like, yeah, my stomach no. dropped. And I'm like, this is the worst situation. Oh, and I've I, got nothing. I I always have a gift ready because I'd rather, no one's going to be upset that you got a gift, but if you if you come empty handed, like I was, yeah. I was told by, uh, Arthur's Arthur, getting louder and louder toys. <laughs> I was like, I was told Already by, drop it, dude. like, uh, my aunt and uncle were like, Oh, come over for Christmas Eve one time. And they're the best. They're such a sweet people. And, and we kind of had just said like, no gifts. And we got there and everyone had gifts for us. And June and I had no gifts. And we had to get gifts from my two cousins. They were lovely. My aunt and uncle, the nicest. And like, and it was like four rounds of gifts and we had nothing. I oh. felt like such a piece of shit. Yeah. That nothing. My brother-in-law did something this year at, at Christmas, which I will steal from now on. Uh-huh. He showed up to my mother-in-law's house with all the gifts we had for each other. And then also... He had a case of wine with him, each wine with a ribbon on it. I'm like, who are those for? He goes, whoever I forgot. That's And great. I'm like, he's like, just in case like the random aunt's like, I got you a gift uh, card. You're, you can go, great, I got you a bottle of wine. And he's like, I'm like, you have 12 bottles of wine over there? He's like, and if I don't, they just go in my, I have them for the rest of the year. Smart. It's a genius move. I like that. I'm a big believer in, uh, not for people that I'm close with, but when I have to do like bigger Christmas gift items and stuff like that, I do gift cards and my gift cards are kind of great because I feel like, and this is maybe a bad thing, but I feel like um, everyone wants to buy something on Amazon. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know you. Like, I don't know you enough to get you what you want. Right, right. So here's something you'll buy it because it's on, it's on, it's, it's on a restaurant that you have to go to. It's on Amazon. Everyone's fucking on Amazon. You can literally get anything. You can if you make want. a good, buy groceries. You can buy Snapple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, just get it. And I feel like that's like the, the best, like, that's been my go to gift. Whenever I'm like in a moment, I'm just like, just shoot over a digital Amazon card and just oh, be like, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And then this year I upgraded it to certain people who I really like. I got people um, Ticketmaster gift cards. That's a good one too because then you kind of force them to have an event. And exactly. And I'm like, and whatever you want. You want to see a baseball game, basketball game, concert, you choose and you'll use it. Like I feel like that's the hardest thing. It's like, I don't know. It's just hard. Gift it's like, giving I'm is like, like, am I going to go to the Nike store and and get a two hundred dollars yeah. pair of sneakers and get use my fifty dollars gift card? Uh, Ticketmaster is a great like in law like gift where it's like yes to my mother in law and father in law. It's like 
feel free. Uh, you guys go to a con- you're both retired. You go to a concert a month. Uh, I, let us knock two hundred dollars off a ticket. I yeah. gave my like my dad. I gave him a Broadway.com tickets. So it's just a gift card. You use it for whatever you want to go Exa- see. Smart, smart. Because it's, it's like it, it's hard. I, as I get older, and now with kids, I'm just like my. I don't have patience to go shopping for gifts. I don't have like the like the mental capacity to be like to really because it's like I guess I used to be able to like walk around a mall, go in shopping, and be like, oh, right. that would be good for. I don't have any of that free time for that. Like lackadaisically, like going, oh, right. what's the? I have to go with like a. a Tiff's really- one of those people that's like. I want to. I have like ideas for gifts for people. You See, know what I mean. And I'm like, I'm not even thinking. I'm like, let's just get everyone a donation to a charity that I like. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And by the way, like, I'm also feeling like we are, we exist in a world where we can get pretty much whatever we want. Like, right? Like, I mean, right. like, if you want something, you'll buy it. Like, I, that's what I kind of do. I'm just yeah. Well, that's hard. That's what's hard with partners yeah. and spouses. Is like Tiffany hasn't like been like. For the last six months, I've really wanted this and never yeah. purchased it for myself. No, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, oh, babe, look, it's that blender you were worried cost too much. <laughs> it's like she doesn't have that bone in her. No. Yeah. I, I've been dropping hints right now for June. We'll see if it came through about what I wanted for my birthday. Uh, because, you know, it's hard. I always feel like it's good to drop like a little bit of a hint. Um, but if you tell them straight up what you want, it like takes away the juice from them a little exactly. bit. Exactly. You're doing them a disservice. So like, I, like I've been really taking a lot of photos lately. And I've been like loving taking photos. Yeah, I think the last time we hung out, you had like a yeah. real camera on. Yeah, you. I had yeah. like this. And um, so I said to Gina, I was like, um, oh man, you know what would be great is like to like do like a like a lesson with like a photographer, just like kind of learn a little bit more. So I said that real nice and like <laughs> it was a, from a genuine place. I was like, oh, that's like I, I'm I'm seeding something. And then I was out at a store and there was a flyer for this guy. I was like, oh, I teach photography. Here's my quote and whatever. It was like uh, a postcard. And I just left it in the kitchen. And I just, I just like seeing it. I was like, I was just seeing it. You're like, I could buy this for myself too, yeah. but like, it would be nice if you, I'm helping you. Just get this for me. And we, you know. Uh, my mom makes me send her Amazon links and then sends me the Amazon link. And then when I open it, like on Christmas, she's like, do you like it? I'm like, yeah, of course I like it. I, I sent you the link. My mom's crazy about this shit. She's like, Starts calling you in like Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time or, or before in early November. Maybe it's like, a Long Island. Tell thing. me what you want for Christmas, and I'm like, Mom, yes, I want cash. I'm flying to New York. Yeah, and I'm flying back. Just give me. You have to have something to open. That, I know. This is my mom. You just did my mom to me. It starts at Thanksgiving. You have to have something to open. You got to. What if it, when everyone else is opening something, I'm like, what? My three-year-old nephews. I'm not going to yeah. get jealous when they open five gifts. So I finally, my mom hounds me, and I go, All right. Red Dead Redemption 2. I was going to buy it anyway, and it's like, a video game is a great price level and everything, where you're like, mom, buy me this. She goes, Jesus, Jonathan, how old are you? (laughs) I was like, you know what? Fuck Ah! you. (laughs) You're going to spend $45 on a shirt that I'm going to dislike. Don't even shop. Give me $30 cash. Yeah. You save $15, we are both happy. Yeah. It's a tricky thing. These parents, like, really are like, they're like so impressed by like, ah, I'm like, but it's like, they, they, well, they think that they know you, but you've been living out of the house, or most of us have been living out of the house for a long time. Yeah, in time. my personal situation, it's like, I've my, my mom hasn't even, like, she's only seen the inside of my apartment once. She doesn't even know yeah. what I, like, have up or anything. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like, that's why my biggest pet peeve, art. Never give anyone fucking art. That's a close gift. That's, that's almost like buying underwear for someone, in yeah, my opinion. Th- like, that is almost like, you have to have, you have to fucking say i want that like that's the only time yeah people gave us art when we moved into our like our house and i was like now we have to put this up is that what we have to do like we have to put this thing that you gave like that's a very personal thing it's too it's too weird yeah uh people do that shit all the time like when they give you like uh picture frames as a gift you're like this doesn't go with my house at all also have you been to my house how many pictures do i have up i know a lot no i know i like like i I know it's tricky. It's hard. Give it to me. The only if I ever gave someone art that wasn't Tiffany, it would be under the auspices of like. And if you hate it, I don't give a shit if you don't put it up. Right. <laughs> Did you ever hear that story about George Clooney and Richard Kind? No. Okay. So George Clooney uh, used to be roommates with Richard Kind, and Richard Kind, like if you don't know who he is, he's like the a Spin ve- City. Yes, yeah, he's exactly. The best. Spin yeah. City. Like so, he's like this kind of like veteran, like character actor. What's the dog? Doing. Yeah, yeah he exactly. Like yells everything. <laughs> was, I think he was a mad about you too. Like oh, you know, right. like the yeah, brother-in-law. Yeah. So they he were did both... monologues at ASCAT in oh, really? over uh, the DCM. 
<laughs> him and Alan Alda. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Alda was unreal good. I could un- I could only imagine he did Oh Hello too. Like he was, uh, oh, like, was... so good. <laughs> so he um, okay. So they're living together. They've lived together. They both are struggling actors. You know, then George Clooney becomes George Clooney. Richard Kind, you know, still still always working actor. But George Clooney always like pranked Richard Kind, and so um, George Clooney goes to like a uh, like a garage sale. And he sees this like really shitty picture of like a clown, like a, a just like it like there's clown paintings, but this is like a shittier version. <laughs> and he goes to Richard's house. This is many years later. Now he's like the famous George Clooney, and he's like, "Hey, Richard, I've I've been um, been painting, and I made this, and I was thinking about this for you, and I I got you this, and I made this for you." And and so like and Richard kind of like oh my god this is beautiful, but it's not. And so like and so Richard kind of like puts it up in his front hallway. Like this is George Clooney made me this oh, no. clown painting, and it's like the shittiest thing. And like George Clooney let him keep it in his house for like five, six years until he told him, "Like I just got that at a garage sale, you fucking idiot." <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> we, were, we were talking about on Action Boys the other day. Like it always feels like you hear that these mega famous rich actors are pranksters oh, in a yeah. way to humanize them. Oh, but yeah. Clooney's the one I've heard the most, like, of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a prankster because he's a bully. Yeah, yeah of yeah, course. Yeah. 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 Well, like, I remember, but like, like, Clooney is the one who keeps coming back where you're like, all right, I'm starting to believe this dude actually, and he has a sense of humor, well, obviously. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I feel like Clooney's actually doing, like, the pranks in the spirit of pranks where it's like, like, you know, like where Mel Gibson, like, I remember like Mel Gibson was a prankster. That's you what know? We, it, we were talking about Braveheart and we were oh, saying yeah. like Mel Gibson's a prankster. It's like he, that's not no. part of his personality. No, he's an <laughs> asshole. Like I feel like, like that bit, like that clown bit is a funny prank. Like right. that is, that is not a bullying prank. This is like a fucking. Like, like, the like, best Clooney prank I ever heard was he was, and I forget, I, he, I think he told it on panel somewhere. He's like, was staying at someone's house and they had a cat. Oh yeah. And he kept stealing. It's Richard Kind's It's Richard cat, Kine? Yeah. Oh, okay. He keeps taking his, the cat's turds and he's getting more and more concerned that his cat isn't shitting and he's yeah. like and then Clooney on like day five shits in it like a human sized log and he's like Richard your cat it finally shit it was like, I'm like that's so fucking that's funny that's a fucking funny <laughs> bit like yeah like that like, you know where like the Mel Gibson one is like he punched me in the stomach <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I pulled him over as a police officer and he said some really fucking awful things to me <laughs> punched me in the stomach and gave me a homophobic slur he's a yeah. real prankster he's a what a silly boy uh, for for, for a while, Christmas gift wise, me and my brother and our Sigas yeah. were all uh, brothers and Sigas were all just like exchanging fifty dollar gift cards and like sometimes one person got like a seventy five and uh, it started to feel weird. So we were like, let's not get each other let's not even get each other birthday gifts yeah. anymore. We just let's just make sure we call each other on our birthdays. We just keep that. We nice. keep sending each other fifty dollar gift cards and it's like we're all has like we don't need it. Like I yeah. think you know I think that call is great and I think for Christmas. White Elephant is a great. We do, yeah, we do Secret Santa for one for That's our generation. Great. That's great for the cousins and the uh, brothers and the husbands and wives. Yeah, I the love parents it. can still buy us gifts and we'll all chip in and get mom a gift. Whatever. That's exactly. a great. Let me ask you this: uh, It's birthday. Where do you go for cake? Like, what is your cake? What's your go-to? Do you do a cake? Do you do a cupcake? I'm, do you do a cupcake? I'm a. I'm not a sweets guy. Really, I'm a in savory anyway. guy. Okay. Yeah, I will. I will go in on ice cream. Uh, okay, but. For my birthday, it's for me. It's always more about like I'm looking for fried foods and meats. Wow! For this year, I think my birthday dinner I chose is going to be at uh, iPick in Westwood, and we eat just a went quesadilla to and watch Glass. Yeah, <laughs> we all right. So we did. So iPick for those of you who don't know, it's the best movie going experience in the world. It's, if you have forty dollars to spend on a movie yeah. ticket, well, now I'm a gold member, so it gets Are a little, you? yeah. Because I was like, all right, so if I pay thirty bucks to become a gold member, that means I get. If you go twice in one year, you break even. Exactly, yeah. and you get ten percent off all your food and drinks. So I'm gonna become a gold member right now. Yeah, it's. It I makes, didn't book my tickets for Thursday. Oh yeah, yet. it's it's perfect, and then you also get reduced price on the movie tickets. So it's like it does all work out the gold membership. So you're in these like little cocoons, but their food is actually pretty good. Like, yeah, it's like bar food, but in like in a elevated better, bar, food. elevated bar. Food, like we yeah. have like the spicy tuna on crispy rice. Yes. The uh, quesadilla. Uh, and then you know what I'll recommend to you. Well, you don't like it, but you don't like. They did this thing called childhood in a cup as their dessert, and it's like uh, a chocolate pudding parfait. That remember like those things that you used to have when you were like a kid. Dirt. 
Yeah. 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 Yes. They called it and had like crumblies yeah, in it, and, like yeah, a yeah. gummy worm or whatever. Yeah. Oh, dude. So that's what I had. That was a good dessert. That's my idea of a great birthday dinner is I get super high in a parking lot and then I go full uh, horizontal, eat a meal and watch Glass or Kid in King Arthur's Court. That is great. (laughs) That's this year I chose. So that's what I'm talking about when I'm like, Tiff, for my birthday, I want to eat here. Like for her birthday, she's like, I want to try this place. Oh, we went to... uh, uh, Trois Familia for oh, her, yeah, yeah. Nice. or Petit Trois. I forget what it's called. Yeah, right. Uh, the one that's over here on Highland. Trois. Oh, yeah, Trois. Uh, oh, yeah, maybe. I know. I know. Trois Familia is by my house in Los Feliz. Yes, this one's Tuamek over here yeah. on Highland. Yeah, we went there for her birthday. Oh, yeah, that's, like, for yeah, my birthday, right. I'm like, we're going to IPIC. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that. Do you have a? Do you have a go-to birthday sweets? Like, if someone's um, like, I will uh, tell you, like, yeah, like, like, it's tricky. I would say if I had to like. I'm a big cookie person. I like cookies. Okay. And I like a specific type of cookie, but it's like there's a place in the Glendale Mall. Again, it's like they have a great cookie. It's, not, it's like it was a stand. It wasn't even like a full-on store. I like that. But but if I was going to pick a thing that I would want, yellow cake, chocolate frosting, like store-bought, that's Entenmann's, shit. that shit is- Not Entenmann's, not Entenmann's like the one that you make, like the Duncan Hines. Like, oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, like that oh, yellow Oh, hell cake. yeah. I'm behind that. I'm behind that. Yeah, that's like, a good that, call. That was like always like, like and I, it's so easy to kind of make. And the Gelson's by my house, which is a supermarket by my house, they do these big chunks of those cakes like at the cash register. And every now and then I'm like, oh, I gotta get one of these. Oh, like, like an impulse bias yeah, slice yeah, of cake? Hell like, yeah. Because like, it's like- Cause like I don't want to eat the whole cake. I don't need a whole cake. You can't I have need... that in the house. Cause yeah, you'll like take two more forkfuls yeah. before bed. Cause like, yeah. like that, like whenever I have a cake like that in the house, I'm eating that at breakfast. I mean at yeah. lunch. I'm like, well, I'll just have a forkful of it now. It'll no big yeah. deal. I'm like walking out the door, it's like, grabbing two bites, and then I work from home mostly. Yeah. And like if I have a cake in the house, there could be a fork sitting in it all day. Oh, like I walk by yeah, and taste it a... like it's soup that's yeah. cooking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's like a big like that's a fun thing, and I think like for me. Definitely my birthday is like trying to do something with June. Like last year, uh, I love sushi. June uh, does not like it's weird. She has a thing about textures, touches and textures and things like that. So if she looks at something, she's like, I don't like I don't I don't I'm not going to like how that's going to feel in my mouth like that. Like kind of so. And so she makes very big assumptions about food. But she went with me to this really good sushi restaurant and she really enjoyed it because the guy made her eat it. Like, the do you guy, give her? Do you give her a pep talk on the drive to something like that? No, because she's like this. She's like, I'll do this for you. Like, you want to go? Your birthday. My yeah, birthday. that's cool. So yeah. it's it's a good deal. Yeah, I think like one year for my birthday, like Tiff agreed to get stoned. Like she doesn't really get oh, high, okay, and I'm wow. like, you want to blaze and watch a movie for my birthday? She's like, okay, for your birthday, right? And that's yeah, like yeah. Actually, that's like a like, that's a lovely thing. It's a nice <laughs> yeah. thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, honey, yeah. for finally getting high with me. But you know what it is like. That, like that to me is how I've, I've gotten older. I'm like, that's all I want. I want to just like do something that I want to do. Like, can I create the narrative of the night? Like, you right, know, yeah. and not feel I, I guilty it, about it. Yeah, dude. I was just about to tag it with and not feel like I'm asking a favor. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And it's like, and you don't have to do anything crazy. You don't have to spend a lot of money. Just like, that was the experience <laughs> that I wanted. Oh, that's, so, we have a milk bar that just opened up on La Brea oh, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. So I might have to get like a cereal milk ice cream or Ooh, I love a yeah. compost cookie from them Oh yeah, as that's well. good. I yeah, like those yeah. compost cookies. Yeah. Um, while I have you here, there's a few other things I want to talk. First of all, for... I, you were my level two improv coach. And were you in that, who was in that class? Uh, the the only person I remember, uh, Nick Ross and okay. Derek Nason, those those guys were used to be New York Did guys. Did I take from, over for anybody? That no, was? Seth took over for you. Oh, okay. you left like week five. But okay. I remember we were in this weird little like Ripley Greer kind of adjacent place. Yeah. this would have been May two thousand and four, like right okay. after graduation, and um, you. I was a PA on Best Week Ever as well, and uh, I sort okay. of knew you from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then I. Uh, I got um, you got Entertainment Weekly did an article about you, and they oh, sat man. in the class. I remember. You know who that who wrote that article? Who? Anthony King's writing partner, Scott Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! I had no idea. That's yeah. really funny. Small world. Yeah. Um, and I remember, and I was like, "That's." And the other thing, the other distinct memory I have from then was Anthony King, names out, yeah. out now, calling me on my cell phone to say I made Harold Knight while you were in the chair. And then I came, you oh, came out whoa. of the interview and I was like, Paul, I, I'm on Harold night. And you were like, congrats, man. That's uh, amazing. And I was like, I'm telling my level two coach and technically weird coworker. That's amazing. <laughs> no, those classes, I mean, it was so weird. Like, uh, I remember like, it's like, there. I, I, lo- I loved being there in that UCB time. It's weird. I, I'm sure 
people who listen to the podcast like know a little bit about UCB, but it's like I don't think that that experience that we had, uh, what I had going up, what you had go learning and then going there. I think both of our our experiences were probably still very different. And then I think yes. after me, I I like to say, and I I'm not trying to be humble here. I was the last generation of people where it was like a large percentage of people who auditioned got put on because of how few, like the oh, next I, year after me was like 600 people auditioning. Oh, the no, year I did, it was like 80 for 16 slots. I, I think that there, there is something so crazy about that. Like I was on the first Herald team ever, but it was just basically because there wasn't that many people. I mean, I was right. performing seven nights a week at a certain point, you know, teaching classes and doing all this sort of stuff. And it was sort of like, you just, I don't know. You yeah, did, there was like, a period of time when I was like, Cage Match, Harold Knight, One Night a Week at Under St. Mark's, other random shows, yeah. Two Provets, School Night. Under St. Mark's, we used to do a show there. Oh my <laughs> oh, gosh. God. Bring our own snacks and be- like <laughs> snacks and beverages. We're like, we'll make money on this. Like, Why were we selling fucking snacks? Granola bars. We would wind up eating it. We were just doing it for stage time. We were like, we're breaking even every week. Yeah, like, we can like, keep it going as long as we always sell out, hustle, get people out oh. there. Friends from work are like, what are you doing Friday? I'm like, you should come down to the uh, East Village. Yeah. And see an improv show at nine thirty in a fucking in a fucking yeah. weird square that you, no one could get to. Like you, the bathroom was like backstage. Yeah, the bathroom was like you had to like walk, cross stage like oh, fully. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I feel like after me it became so we've more known pop- each other. I mean, we've known each other really for such a long time since oh four. Yeah, yeah. To, to go back for best week ever is like wow. It's like, yeah. yeah. Well, best week ever is a, is a weird pocket in my life because now I'm like friends with a lot of people yeah. that were on it. But to me, they were comedians that I had to transcribe. So now so, it's like, wait, you, you transcribe? Yeah. Cause I was the PA. I would get the tapes. I thought that was like a place that they would send it to. And Eventually somewhere. they started uh, uh, being able to do that. But PAs, sometimes they need a quick turnaround. They're like, Chuck nice did some pickups, get in oh, there and get to work. Man. But like you PFT, uh, Donna and Danielle, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Jackie Clark, all these people that uh, Hubel, um, all these people that would end up being sort of my friends, or I would end up performing yeah, yeah, with. Yeah. I'm like, I've been fucking, we've been secretly working together forever. <laughs> so crazy, such a weird world. But yeah. it is. It's so funny because I feel like you know we know that we hang out all the time, but it's like, but when I see you, I feel a, a, a kindred spirit because we've known each other for such. A long yeah, time. it is. It is that weird thing where it's like we don't hang out that much when we see each other. It's like here we are. It's been sixteen years. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, part of that fun was uh, was going to that San Francisco festival because it was like, oh, that was actually like such a good time just to hang out, <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, but uh, but yeah, uh, I was gonna say something else about that, but oh uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes you get to do improv shows with your friend, and there's also five other people there. (laughs) And you thank the fucking good Lord that Paul was also there. Oh, my God. I will never feel more happy than looking over at you and being like, well, at least we're in this together. (laughs) I think you were in a scene, and you looked at me, and I went, I'm coming. And I just like walked on as the first character you mentioned that wasn't in the scene. <laughs> You're like, well, Brenda. And I'm like, Brenda's here. I just like storm on oh. and start engaging. I just remember the one thing about that show um, was we had a 90 minute slot. And I said, well, we don't have to do the full 90 minutes though, right? And they're like, well, I think somebody else said to me, like, well, I think if we don't, the audience will be let down. And that was right before That's we never walked the on case, stage. By the way. That's never, never the case. The case. No. Never the case. <laughs> yeah, no one does encores for imp- no one's like come out and do another fifteen minutes, please. No, no, no one wants to see that shit. I think if you like, if, like if you did a forty-five minute long improv show, is plenty. Yeah, like, if you have an hour slot, you do forty-five minutes. If you have yeah. a ninety minute slot, you do sixty minutes. Exactly. Like, that's all yeah. you need to do. No, no improv show should be longer than seventy minutes with an intermission. Oof, God, that even makes me <laughs> nauseous. That, yeah, thinking about <laughs> that it makes me feel that's like ass cats not even that long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and then here's my other field of questions I want to get okay, you yeah, with. Because you, for a long time, I, I've always looked to you for like productivity, life oh, hack type stuff. All right, yeah. Because I am like a king of tiny kingdoms in the way. Yeah. Like you're, you're, you have podcasting, TV, this, you're doing all this shit, you're producing all this stuff on the side. Do you have anything that you've done in the last few years or a device or a method that you've gotten that has like helped you handle everything? Yeah, I... I have, but all right. So I will say that there, or is there a, a mindset or a, a, even like a new it, behavior uh, you yeah. took on? Yeah, uh, I have a 
everything that I'll probably tell you here, I bastardize on some level. Okay. So okay. it's like, so I got like the core, it's a kind of like improv, like you learn the rules and then you make it your own. Yeah. Right? You're like, well, that's, I can do it like this. Exactly. Yeah, okay. There's this book that I heard about called getting things done, right? This GTD, yes. Howard Stern talks about it. And the core concept of it is great. It kind of was written before I think computers really took over. Right. So there's an element of that. So I really like use that in a sense of mapping what I need to get done and like keeping less. But then sometimes it's weird. I think a lot of the times it's like, what do you pull? Like one thing from here, one thing from here, one thing from here. Like that's what I do. Like I just read this great book um, about productivity for creative individuals. And it was like, it actually made a big difference. It was like, it was just, um, this is what I'm trying to instill right now, routine, right? Like, and giving yourself a routine. So every morning when you get up, like the ideally, and I always say like whoever's writing this stuff doesn't have kids, but you get up and then you go like, I'm going to write for an hour and I'm not going to do anything else. I'm going to like just for an hour, not emails, not anything. I'm just going to put me first and that time first. And then I'll do the rest, of, the rest of the day. And that to me, like I don't have a routine. And I was like, oh, I think I want to like start instilling that. So like this idea of like a routine, I have a bunch of different apps that I use that I think keep me in check and stuff like that. Like, so when you say routine, you mean, all right, I'm starting to set an alarm for the same time every day. Well, or like, it's, it's a little uh, different way if you're a dad. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, I mean, like, I guess it would be like, so for me, my day starts around 6, 6.15 every day, you know, maybe 6.45. And I'll get up, I have to get my kids dressed, fed, and ready. So say like when they're out the door for school, it's 9 a.m. So at that point at 9 a.m., then if I want, and I would say like maybe three days a week, I'm going to the gym. So then I'm back. So if I'm not work, if I'm this is if I'm not working yeah. and doing anything major. This is like yeah. If have, you're like, working, it ends up being 14 hour days. And there's yeah, nothing and it's you like I'm up at five. Yeah. And yeah. But so then like ideally, I go home, I shower, and at this point, like say it's 10 a.m. Now I'm like, all right, the first thing I'm doing, I may have a million things to do. Is I'm just going to focus on whatever I want to focus on. My and that's not emails, and that's not. Um, you know, doing, uh, you know, notes on a project. It's like, it's like something I'm going to do my creative time. It's kind of like morning pages, yeah. but you're just like, I'm going to just spend an hour now putting my thing first. Yeah. And you're you like, know, all right, at 11 AM when my, when my watch beeps is when I can stop writing this passion. Feature exactly. I'm and then I'll go and I'll do my emails and do everything like that. So that like really rung true to me. That makes sense to me because I find myself leaning away from creative stuff getting yes. other stuff done and then getting scratching the itch of like well i got all those emails done i did yes. the dishes i did this i kind of had a good day and then i'm like it's been six weeks and i haven't moved on a pilot i'm writing and and that and that, so the idea is you always do your thing first because it's stu studies show that you are more creative in um when you put your thing, when you do whatever you're doing first. So right. like, you know, like I'm driving my kids off at school. I'm doing that. That's not exerting me in any way. But the first time I'm sitting down in front of my computer, if it's just the creative thing that I'm focused on, that's, I'm going to get the most productive me. I'm going to get the best me right then and there. Yeah. That's so funny. Just today I was at the gym and I was thinking to myself, um, okay, so if I don't get like a full-time job, what schedule? And I was literally thinking to myself, I'm like, should I wake up and do like from 9 a.m. to from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. or 8.30 to 9.30? I just write and don't worry. And then at yeah. 9.30, I get up and go to the gym. Right, right. Or do I go to the gym from 8 to 9.30, sit down from 10 to 11 uninterrupted? It's, I think it's like wherever you feel the best. You know, it's like I think, but it's like not getting caught up in the day. Like where, because I think that that's part of the rule. It's like, how can you, because if you get up, you don't check your phone and you come right in here and you're just like, all right, let me just start going. Like you're kind of, you're open to not getting hung up by like, what did so-and-so say on Twitter? What did this thing? Yes. You're not going in these wormholes and you're not, your brain is like fully functional. And I feel like if I was to like give myself, I think that the, the thing where I'm, what I don't have time for is I used to read a lot more. I used to not have my phone on me all the time. So I could like daydream and do things and like and you were losing that. And so like, if you can kind of like knock that out, like wall right, that off. Yeah. yeah. It's something I've been thinking like I, I got an alarm clock and didn't keep my phone by my nightstand for yeah. like a, a couple of weeks. And I realized I, I felt crazy before bed and in yeah. the morning. And then I'm like, I don't think I should be looking at my phone right yeah. before bed. Then again, first thing no, in the morning. I, yeah. Totally. You're right. You know what? I get, 
I get up and go, this is TMI, but I get up and get on the toilet. Of course. And I bust out my phone and yeah. then I, I'm there for 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Probably only need six minutes to exactly. do everything I need to do. Just like put a book in there and read it and read a book that's not, you know, that's not, you know, whatever. Right. Just like, yeah. Just don't even bring my phone in yeah. there. That's the move. Yeah. And then the other thing, going back to the GTD thing, the getting things done thing, this is what I like about that. Like the core concept that I think is really smart is you want to write a pilot, right? Or what, or let, let, let's make it even simple. Like, you want to plant a garden outside, right? right? So like your goal is you'd write down a sheet of paper, plant garden. And then you underneath that, all the steps that you would need to plant the garden. So you're like, all right, I got to I gotta find, I got to measure an area in the back. I got to get the seeds uh, from Home Depot. I got to get this, I got to get this, by, you know, get this tool. So you list like 15, 20 different things. And then that's how you treat like, your goal. So your end goal is like, I want to plant a garden, but you're giving yourself 15 steps to get there. So it's much easier to be like, I'm going to go to Home Depot today. That's done. I'm going to yeah. go. So like all of a sudden, you're not going, I'm going to plant a garden every day. You're saying, I have these 20 steps to plant the garden. Right. And so, so I can like bang out three uh, today yeah. and three tomorrow, three You're going to get, yeah. you're going to like, at the end of the week, you're going to plant that garden because you're giving yourself small attainable tasks. Not this big giant idea where it's like plant a garden because it's like you can you always, keep hunting that. You can yeah. keep going. Oh, I'll plant, plant a garden. You can get like one thing comes in where they're like, hey, can you t- yeah. do notes on this? And you're like, gardens next week. Instead, right. you could be like, well, I can still get three things at Home Depot. Like what you yeah. were saying, like you answer emails, you do the dishes, you're like, oh, now I'll run over to Home Depot. Boom, one thing's done. So you still are. And I think that that's a really good, and it, and it takes some patience to sit down. And be like, what do I need to accomplish this? And sometimes in creative things, but you can give yourself small challenges. Like you could be like, all right, to write a script, I got to write, you know, five pages. Then I got to write 10 pages. I got to write 20 pages. Yeah. So, you know, if you're just There's like, also that momentum to knocking stuff off. To, like, I love, yes. I love a to-do list. Yeah. I'm showing you. No, yeah. Um, but the you can get momentum if you the more shit you I'll sometimes put something on there like cut nails or no. like you know trim beard it and just feels like, good yeah well I mean I, I took a screenwriting class and the reason why I took it was I never wrote a feature is this really, re- relatively recently yeah like last year oh wow I've, I've been doing like more classes lately like I'm in a Spanish class right now Wait, uh, this is fucking crazy yeah. I just I just told literally over Christmas break I said. I took Spanish classes in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, I want to take Spanish classes again. I talked to a friend of mine who wants to take Spanish classes. He works in Netflix too. They hired him a coach because he See, works in international. He's like, but the guy will work with you. I can get you a good rate. And I'm like, See, now I'm going to fucking do that. Well, yeah. that's like, I'm, I'm like, I think that sometimes too, it's like, it's good to continue to learn. And I don't need to like take like audition classes. Not that I don't need to learn about that, but it's like, I'd rather expand my worldview a little bit. That's why I'm like taking photography class, take a f- Spanish class. I like, just do things where I'm like, it's something different. Like, and I'm getting, so that's like, I don't even know I got on the classes. Because uh, you were but, talking about the screenwriting class. Oh, screenwriting. Yeah. So I took the screenwriting class because I'm like, I never did it. I want to just try to do it. And what was so great about that class was it kept me on schedule. Every Saturday, I needed to hand in work. So I had oh, to do it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, and there's a difference between having a class. I'm very good. Like, if you give me a deadline, I'm going to fucking hit that deadline. I have to do it. Right. Yeah. You might be Friday night at 9.30 yeah, p.m. Writing, but I'm writing your five pages. But I won't be writing that Friday night at 9 p.m. if I don't have to hand it in on Saturday. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. That's pretty wild. Uh, that's kind of what I did with a half marathon for fitness. Oh, yeah. I signed up for a half marathon with like five months to go. And I'm like, I've... I can fuck around for another two months, but three months out, I have to start training yeah. or else I'm going to be humiliated and make, potentially hurt. No, And that, I went and I did it. And I would never have thought I could run 13 miles, but that's the ultimate GTD of yeah. just like, if you can run one mile, then maybe try running one and a half. Yeah. Then you try running two and then you keep just going. And you just keep on going. It's like, And I think that that's important. Then the other book that I just read that I really, really like, and this is my final book that I'm going to give you, is uh, the... War on art, and so it's like it's a play on the word of art, uh, the the the, the uh, war, uh, yeah, art, yeah, of, yeah, war. art yeah. of war, and uh, it's written by this guy Stephen Pressman, and it's basically just like all the ways that we sabotage ourselves to write and be creative, and it's amazing. It's things that I've never articulated, and you see it, you're like, oh wow, okay, cool, oh, and you can a- read it in like a day. Like I read it like. I think in a day, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, like th- these are the things I'm talking All about. All these books, by the way, read in a day. They're not like, they're not like, crack no, it by up. the way, how 
I mean, you're you're also a parent, so it's that's a whole other layer of busyness. Uh, but but like, I can't. I, I used to read like crazy in New York. Oh god! And now I, I don't do so shit. Yeah, it bums me out so much. Like, I mean, and like when I say I read those books in a day, it's like, oh, I got on an airplane that day when my kids were not there, and I was right. cranked yeah, through the book. Yeah. I had but, uh, I had a four hour uh, you know turnaround when someone else yeah. was shooting their scene. Like I looked at Mark Mark Duplass, who I did the league with. Like he has an Instagram thing, and he like released all the books that he read in 2018. When you look at this list. Like, what the fuck, man? Where did you get this time? And if like, I think you're busy, that dude's name yeah. is on like 75 fucking things. I'm around. like, how are you reading like <laughs> multiple, like multiple, like 500, 600 page books? Like, I just don't get it. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I mean, I do, I read the most when I am working, when yeah. I book something and they're like, hey, you got two hours in your trailer. Yeah. I'm like, great. I'm going to read a book for the I first love time in tra- my life and yeah. I'm getting paid. Yeah. yeah. I love sitting in a trailer. I'll do that all <laughs> yeah. the Everyone's time. Everyone's like, it's, I'm like waiting around is my favorite part of acting. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the, that good at acting. I'm very my, good at just, keeping my business. <laughs> yeah. Just let me be in that trailer. I'll be fine. I'll be there all day long. <laughs> I know my backpack's like phone charger, laptop, movies yeah. downloaded, yeah. books, magazines, everything. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's like a hotel stay. It's the best. <laughs> yeah, it is like a hotel. You're like, uh, did they put out more spot water at the craft <laughs> services? <laughs> oh, see, that's those are. I I need to get involved. I need to read this. The I only sent you the picture of that book that um. Uh, you know, what? I'll tell you what it is right now. Uh, oh wait, no, we can't use. You know phone. what? We'll put it up with the, twi- with right, the tweet yes, or whatever. Right, it doesn't yeah. matter. This is for me anyway. Fuck right, these right, listeners. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, that that's. So have you have you made have you noticed anything behavioral change wise that you've like has affected your like that you're like I used to fuck around and do blank now here's something that's gone like or here's something I don't do or here's something I do do because um, exercise is something if I'll, I'll just answer my yeah. own question like a great host yeah, yeah no, <laughs> I'll ask you a uh, yeah, question no. and then oh. before you talk <laughs> shout over you um, I used to like for a long time wasn't exercising and I was like I don't have time for that I have to like do work yeah then I in the last couple of months started exercising again and I feel like I'm doing more than I have like work wise. Well, yeah, and I'm like, I Oh, I think I need this for mental health. I purposes. think exercise is important. And I feel like the thing that I always like think about is like, if you have enough time to fuck around on internet for 30 minutes, just go to the gym for 30 minutes. Just make that commitment. Yes. And, and like, and, and I'm fucking around on the internet for way more than 30 minutes. Exactly. Like it's, so it's like, and sometimes like I just do, I might have a very simple exercise that I do at the gym, but I'm very happy with it. I ratchet the, uh, the treadmill, up to 12.5, like incline, incline. yeah. And then I just put it on 2.5 as speed. And I'm just walking a slope, up. Plotting. Just a, like, it's just like, it's like, it's like, you a get hike. St- a hike. It's like a hike right up for 30 minutes. Yeah. I'm sweating at the end of it. Are you I, iPadding something at this uh, point? Yeah, of course. Oh, let's see. That's fucking the move. And, yeah. and I'm like, and, but then I feel like I worked out and it's like, and look, I could get into other things too and whatever, but like running doesn't do it for me. I, you know, I get iPad on a bike too, but I just like, I feel like my whole body's moving and I feel like yeah. that's. No, that's, that's, I mean, anyone will tell you that if you're going to do it for 30 minutes, then it's the right workout for you. Right. If like walking, if running is not for you, but walking is, if you like to uh, bike, if you like to row, if you like to swim, whatever it's going to make you, if you like to lift weights, swing a kettlebell, whatever is going to make you do something for 30 minutes is the answer. Yeah. That's a hundred percent the answer. Yeah. You just need to go like, I'm not going to get yoked. I'm not like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm I'm happy to be like, can I be in shape? And there's days that I want to be like, I want to. Like, I think if I had a, I mean, famous last words, like if I had like a treadmill in, in my house, house yeah. I would do it a lot more because it's sort of like, because there are some days where I'm like, oh, fuck, all right, well, by the time I go over there, park, come back and park again, like if I, could, if, I, if I just like went right there in my house, I'd be like, great, then 30 minutes, I'll be in the shower, like I'll be in the shower at 31, yeah. and then I'll be, you know, it's like I can, like, you know, that's, that's. I do the, shit like that to myself where I shrink time where I'm like. Uh, oh, uh, Paul's coming over to do a podcast at 11. I have an audition at four. I guess that's all I'm doing that day. Yeah, no, And then no, there's yeah. like two and a half to three hours in the day in the middle that is available, but I'm like, it's not enough time to like do work no, or like- No, yeah. once I decide on it, then I've eaten up that. It's like, yeah, I gotta yeah, get and I, and I and that's like uh, some self-defeating thing no, that yeah. I do there. Yeah. That's it, War of Art. War, War of Art. I'm gonna fucking- That's a good book. That's so- uh, um, well, Paul, we can uh, we can wrap it up here for you. We can we can get out of here. Let soon. me see. Let me see what. Uh, make sure that I know what time. The, it's the, quarter to four. Okay, so I have to leave right four, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, I think so. I think that's the time. Yeah. I was on. Oh, that that's a question. This is maybe a bougie question, but uh, has adding like having an assistant helped yes. you out grateful like yes. greatly? Yes. Everyone One. I talk to of that level of person who can get an assistant is like they almost pay for themselves. Like, well, I mean, if you're, yeah, <laughs> like if you're in like the world of like acting and stuff like that like what i did 
this may be boring to everybody else, but uh, when you're in this world and you're a writer, you're an actor, you're a director, you have these agents and managers. They all take money from you, right? So they take like 10%. So you get like a paycheck. So say your paycheck is $10. Then you're going to give, all right, so say like 50% goes to the government right yeah, off top, yeah. right? So you get $5. And then, but then you have to pay 10% to your $10. agent of ten dollars, <laughs> so that's one more dollar gone. So yeah. Now you're down four. Then you have to pay it to like some people have a manager. So that's all right. So that's two. So you're down to three dollars, and then you got to pay a lawyer. Gets five percent. So that's five percent. Yeah. yeah. So now you're like making like two fifty. Like right. you know, like and that's like a crazy. That's a crazy small amount. Like you know, when you feel like you know, when you see it all done. So I fired my manager, uh, and then I got an assistant. It's been the best. And the assist, like, and she just tackles like your schedule and stuff yeah. for you. I don't like. I don't know where I go. I just like know that it's in my thing, and I go right because that's kind of what like to t- we're talking about. Like, oh, I got to be here at three thirty. Got to be here. if you can just having to respond to all that. Yes. If you can take that out of your that, day. Like, I will inevitably mess up like scheduling now because she's got down to this well-oiled machine work. Because like it's like that. Like looking at my calendar, looking at somebody else's calendar, waiting for an email to come back, and like and like yeah, it's so much easier to like yeah. Oh, that, that's that's so, actually been amazing. That's really cool. That's uh, that's that's Sorry all to be I need. Like too bougie. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't. Pl- please, everyone loves stupid process questions. No matter <laughs> what business you're in, you're like, wait a minute, how do you? I remember when I toured UCB, all everyone asked was like, so do you guys? fly from school to school and like how do you choose which four people go i'm like this doesn't matter to college kids but everyone's curious about process yeah how do you get to that thing i know i'm always like i what what my dream is is to kind of i was talking about this with manzukas i want to create a slack which is like an online workspace thing for a community of people i think people can do this internally with their own community so like say it's like you it's me it's manzukas it's like rob cordy a handful of people and sort of like if you have a if you're like, oh, the Spanish teacher is amazing, there would be a thing over there, and they'd be, like, oh, great, I'm going to use your Spanish teacher. Like, basically, a small database of people that we all know and work with, because I feel like that's the thing that I'm always fascinated with. Like, someone's like, oh yeah, I got, um, I love my gym. Oh, I take this great kickboxing class. Oh, um, this restaurant is really good. Like, it's almost like a, a curated. Right, of it's your like, own friends. Like, that's like the next thing on social media, I think, is shrinking it back down to like, yeah. I don't need to tweet to 60,000 people, hey, where should I get uh, seaweed salad in yeah. West Hollywood? Because that's something I had the other day. I'm like, where can I buy wet seaweed salad in West Hollywood? And I'm like, I don't want to tweet that and deal with people. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I guess do I email my five friends that live in West Hollywood? But this is what the kind of, we need the, the in-between Instagram and right. text thread. It's sort of like, because yeah. you want like, yeah, you want like, I want to know what my friends think. And like, sometimes it's like, I don't sit down and go like, Hey, uh, who hooked up your, who hung your TV on your wall? Like, right. You know, like, like, you know, but like, you may be like, Oh, like- I have a great person who hangs my fucking TV on a wall. Right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's so, yeah, it is like next door, but for your friends. Yeah. Like for, like, so yeah. you can, you're confident in their taste and your trust in like, like this, what you're asking for. Like this guy just, I hired this guy this week to do some like work, um, uh, in my house and like, it's a small, like, a great handyman guy. I'm like, oh, but you would never know that I have a great handyman guy unless you asked me, but why would you ask me that? And then like, but yeah, but if we had this like online kind of slack. System, oh, that makes total sense. Yeah. I like got a doctor recommendation from a friend. I'm like, I need like a real doctor. They're like, oh, I love my doctor. And I'm like, yeah. this is an adult 40 year old man conversation I never had before, yeah. but thank God I found this fucking doctor. Let me ask you this question. What do you think about freedom? The app? I haven't yeah. fucked with that too much. We're, oh no, not. Oh, sorry. This is a. A do- like the future of doctor's offices. Have you seen this? No, I thought you were talking about the thing that shuts uh, your yes. internet off. For yes, I, yeah. th- I think it is called that. And maybe I'm misrepresenting what the place is called. But basically, so it's like this crazy, like kind of gym membership for doctors. You go in, you have a doctor's appointment. Like they like scan your body. Your body's like, all, it, it's like, it's like total recall level oh, doctors. Yeah. You, and Voluptuous. So, you, <laughs> so they send Sleazy. you like, your, your, <laughs> your doctor like will text you. You text back with your doctor. You have like all your stuff is on your phone. You're like, co- totally communicating with them. Like it hooks up with your Apple watch. Like to be like, oh, where are you doing? Like, like it's like a very, like it's like, I think the idea is healthcare is weird. Like, I mean, I do this one thing that I love in health. Like, the one thing I've done that I love is heal. So heal is like when you're sick, you have this app on your phone, you click it, you put your insurance into it, and doctors come to your house. They give you a flu shot at your house, or they'll come to your house and be like, if you're like sick with a sore throat, you're in bed, they'll come, they'll examine you, they'll write you a prescription, they'll send it to your drugstore, you're ready to go. House call. Heal. 
It's the best app, especially now with kids. When they get sick, just click on the Heal app, and it's all insurance. So it's like never more than 20 bucks. Oh, that makes total sense. I can't believe that's not a a bigger yeah. thing. House calls. It's it's really Real funny. Doctors. Technology has us swinging back to like yeah. the old ways of yeah, like, just like Uber's hitchhiking. Get... Yeah, you know? exactly. Like... <laughs> yeah, it's totally the same thing. It's so crazy. <laughs> all shit like our parents' generation did. Yeah. We're all doing now via like apps though. Yeah, it's it's yeah. really interesting. So I, that's why I've been like, yeah, but that there's, well, I'll show you, I'll send you the name of this like futuristic doctor's office. Now, so cool. is it like, so is it like, uh, you're like, they're like, according to data, it looks like your vitamin B levels are off. See this person. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. I think it's like, it's like an all encompassing facility where they're like mental. Like, it's like, I think the idea is like, how can we get people to pay a monthly doctor doctor's bill? That's what I think oh, the end game is. That's interesting though, because yeah. some people like, some people could use that if they're like, if I yeah. go four or five times a month. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's also like, because if they make it all about like, Hey, are you losing weight or how's your cholesterol or what's you know, it's like you don't need it, but you play into the hypochondria of like people going, Am I sick? Yeah. I could, I could text my doctor when I'm not feeling something. A, a, a good doctor that you trust and will go to is something I, I can't believe it took me to be 35. To oh, have that's one. about the time when I got into the doctor game too. Like now I'm like, Oh, yeah, I have a doctor. Yeah, when I was like, Yeah, so my back hurts all the time. He's like, It's probably because of your big belly. And I was like, Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, well, now that you told me that, I'm not allowed to complain about my bank yeah, anymore, yeah. at least. Yeah. No, but it's a crazy. Yeah, it's a crazy thing. It's like but there's all these things out there that like you don't even know who to ask. It's like you get to be like all of a sudden you're an adult. You're like, I don't have a doctor. Like, yeah, where do I go to this? And like, I'm at a dentist, but is that a good dentist? I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's so and then now like with having kids and pediatricians oh, yeah. and OBGYN fertility, all that shit, you're all of a sudden you're like, now I'm like comparing doctors. I used to just go oh, to what yeah. my mom said. <laughs> no, exactly. You have to kind of like, yeah. It's, it's like a weird adult part of life, but I highly recommend if anyone's listening and doesn't have a doctor that they like and you're in your late twenties, it's, it's time go to, to get, the it's You time. need to be going to the doctor once a year for yeah, yearly checkup. Minimum. And then like just, You'll learn something about your body that you need to tweak slightly and yeah. you'll f Get do better it. forever. Um, now, Paul, let's just end this with our annual uh, happy oh, yeah. birthday bit. Yeah. So we'd like to wish you a happy birthday. Thank you. I'd like to uh, wish you a happy birthday. All right. Thank you. Maybe we'll wish Christine Nangle a happy birthday. Happy Christine Nangle birthday. <laughs> uh, James Adomian. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, Bobby Moynihan. Happy birthday. Now we get into famous people that I'm not friends with. Right. <laughs> yeah. Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. Uh Mini driver. Yes, mini driver. Speechless. Um, uh, Portia de Rossi. Part, okay, yes. These are all good. Um, oh, shit. Who else, who is, else there? is there? Jackie Robinson. Oh, and isn't it... Um, uh, who's on Scandal? Is it her? Is she... Kerry Washington. Kerry Washington, yes. yes. Uh, um, Phil Collins. Oh, the great <laughs> Phil Collins. David uh, Young, TV uh, writer. <laughs> <laughs> but if I didn't say his name, he'd be pissed. Yeah, all right. <laughs> he always bring. He always emails me. He's like, "So I see you did a birthday thing." Uh, and I'm like, "That's amazing." The people are more famous than you are. <laughs> no, David Young gets a special shout out. What is he writing on right now? Um, I think he did Carpool Karaoke. Was his last job? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's still going or what. Well, I'm curious about the writing process on that. Let's talk about process. Yeah, I think because they do so many like mini oh, little right, bits. Yeah, bits yeah yeah there is like a bit element to i don't think it's like a 10 person writer's room but i think no it's, but yeah. i mean i also think that carpool karaoke is like probably one of the hardest things to edit which i imagine that's what he's doing too oh that's an that seems like a nightmare to me yeah uh just like that many camera you did that shit with like a green screen and yeah, it was really, yeah yeah uh, super driver what yeah, was it yeah, called? yeah but that was but that was at least easy because you could load them all in and then it was like, so it was only one camera. Like, right. you know, yeah, you could be yeah, like, yeah. it was more like <laughs> pop, pop, pop to cut to edit, but like, yeah. And then this is cutting to music. It's like way yeah, too yeah, hard. Yeah. Uh, well, that's happy birthday to all the January happy 31st birthday, heads. Everybody. It's happy the birthday. dawning of the age of Aquarius. Sheer, this is so awesome that I'm you came so on this to be podcast. Here. Thank you so yeah. much. Please, thanks for doing it, man. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Uh, you can watch uh, Black Monday on Showtime if you get Showtime. And, um, oh, yeah, you know what? As a matter of fact, you can go to Showtime and use the code Black Monday and you get a free 30 days of Showtime. Oh, do yeah, that. There's that. Do that. And then uh, check out Unspooled and How Did This Get Made if you like listening to podcasts about movies. Good oh, hell bad. yeah. If you have not listened to How Did This Get Made but somehow listen to High and Mighty, you can start with the Quest episode that oh, I was on. Oh, yeah, yeah, good crossover. Or, or start with uh, the Action Jackson episode you recently put up. Yeah. I think that was one of my favorite ones. Oh, you my guys. gosh. That was a real fun Seth one. Seth Rogen is yeah. so funny on that. I mean, so everyone good. is funny on that, but, no, but Seth yeah. is like way too into the movie. Oh, yeah. He was so into it. It was great. All right, All thank right, you, later. Sheer. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast.